Trigger warning, this episode contains discussion of weight and weight loss. Welcome to HQAF Radio. I'm Alana. And I'm Francis. And this is a show about two best friends. Do you ever have moments where you are just so busy at work and you are doing several different things? Like throughout a single day, I might be tending to three or four different tasks. Not so different that they're completely irrelevant to each other, but they're just so different that sometimes you have to just take a moment to switch your brain to the topic at hand. And it's just been so hectic that I feel like every single time I come into something like this, like the podcast, for instance, which we do every single time, that muscle memory just doesn't kick in. And I'm like, oh, what, <laughs> what am I doing here again? Like I have to almost relearn everything that isn't relevant to anything that I'm doing at, at that moment. Yeah, I can totally relate. When I'm very busy too, or if I've been working on something a long time, or if I come back from vacation, I definitely have that moment of, wait, like, how do I do my job again? What do they pay me to do? What's going on? <laughs> or how do I do this? It's like shifting gears, you know? You don't have to give it a second yeah. to shift into that gear, and then you can put on your podcasting hat or your professional work hat. No, I totally get that brain fog, brain fart, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it all just goes to show you how important it is to, one, have a vacation. Two, if you're already fucking working like eight hours a day and it's all meetings, it just sort of feels like something has to give. Like you have to take some time to actually be able to do some work. <laughs> I, I feel like I just am in meetings all day, every day, and there's just no time for me to actually get to do the work that I need to do for those meetings. It's very frustrating, which brings me to the topic that we have today, actually. Uh, talking about exercise is one of those things that you should be doing for yourself to help your mind just relax. You focus on exercising, do something good for the body. Like what I don't know what that saying is, and I know I'm taking this from an anime, but have you ever seen Soul Eater, Alana? No, I haven't. What did they say? I was hoping it was from Dragon Ball Z, but... <laughs> At the beginning, it goes, a healthy soul resides in a healthy mind and a healthy body. It's not just about working. It's not just about getting your intellectual stimulation on. It's also about working out your body. So <laughs> today, I just wanted to talk <laughs> talk about exercise because very relevant to me, I just got out of my second Orange Theory class of the summer of the year, I guess. And oh my God, fuck exercise. Like I... I'm a little over it right now. I'm like a less kind. I'm so sore. Um, I just like, oh my God. I Wait, I'm surprised. I'm very surprised because Francis, you have always been very physically fit and fitness has been a part of your life. You have always been the most fit between the two of us. Exercise has been a, a part of your life for a long time. Um, so two questions for you. One, when did Orange Theory start up? I guess things are now at that phase in the post-COVID-19 world. So when mm -hmm. did everything start opening up or when was your first class? I think for Orange Theory in particular, they were hit hard by a pandemic as many gyms and fitness centers were. So when March came around, at that time frame, Chris and I were very active Orange Theory members. We have this membership that allows us to go eight times a month. When pandemic hit in March, it just 
fell off for us. Orange Theory just completely shut down. They weren't allowed to have classes. And that's when they started going to this home workout series. But for me personally, in that sort of shift in routine, as well as the mindset that I was going through and the the depression that I was feeling, it was hard for me to really establish another routine to get back into the swing of things. I did smaller workouts for sure, but it was never to the intensity of Orange Theory workouts. In comparison, one workout session that I might do, like maybe let's say I went for a two mile run, I might burn like 300, 400 calories. When I go to an Orange Theory class, I burn about 650 calories. <laughs> so it, it's oh just, it, yeah, it's, it's just, it's very intense. It's a very intense workout and I like it a lot when you're at that level of fitness where you could be doing that sort of stuff. Uh, I think Orange Theory, they started classes back up maybe around the June, July timeframe, but I never felt comfortable going back into the class at that point. When they opened up, they did put a lot of restrictions in place to their credit. They reduced the capacity of the classes. They enforced a very strict cleaning regimen. Then fitness instructors, and I think even the patrons had to wear masks at that time. And a lot of those things are carrying over even to this day. But at that time, we just weren't feeling very confident or very comfortable going into a a fitness class. It's a very small enclosed room. There's a, a good number of people in there exercising, breathing very heavily and not knowing whether or not those people that you were exercising next to were being safe in their own pandemic lives. It was very hard to justify being able to go to Orange Theory at that point. It just didn't make sense for us. And we were being very careful at that point. What was your exercise routine then during the pandemic? Because I feel like you guys still exercise. We're friends on Apple Watch, Francis and I and Chris. So I see you guys working out. I see you guys (laughs) doing things. Tell us a little bit more about what your routine was. I think at that time, I, I did a lot more running We subscribed to Apple Fitness and we had been doing some classes uh, here and there. And so maybe we'll do a 30 minute class or a combination of two 20 minute classes or something like that. And, And those are great. Those are fine for what they are for home workouts. It does take a certain level of discipline to just go all out and just to really work out. And that's one of the reasons why I like Orange Theory a lot is (laughs) there's like a very competitive nature to fitness classes, right? I don't know if you know this about me, Alana, but I am super competitive when it comes to fitness classes. So today, for instance, I was running next to this guy and he was not running as hard as I was. So in my mind, as long as I was running harder than this guy, I was winning the fitness class, which makes no sense. There's <laughs> there's no winning a fitness class or at all, but like it's also that sort of competitive drive when I go that helps me really maximize my workout times there. It only works if I'm beating somebody. Otherwise, if I'm losing to somebody, then I feel like complete shit. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, as long as I'm working out next to somebody that is either at my level or worse, then I feel really good about the workout. 
I do feel like that's the appeal of people going to Orange Theory, going to formal exercise classes or going to the gym is that competitive nature. You like to be competitive and you like to win and beat other people. But to me, that's the more intimidating part of working out. For example, yeah. my first sort of semi quasi introduction to working out was when I fractured my ankle and I was in physical <laughs> therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very funny because I'm doing things like squatting and I'm doing these exercises with, you know, bands and things that people do as part of their regular exercise routine. But I was doing specifically for physical therapy for my ankle to remember how to be an ankle. And I remember physical therapy took a lot longer for me to go through because as my physical therapist put it in very kind words, there was a strength issue. <laughs> so <laughs> she didn't call me weak, but I wasn't able to perform certain exercises. She had asked me, is it hard because it's painful or is it hard because it's hard? And I said, oh, it's definitely hard because it's hard. I'm not feeling any pain. And she said, yeah, I feel like it's a strength issue <laughs> at this point. We have to build up that strength which was already not there when I fractured my ankle. So then when I was three weeks in a boot, it just extra atrophied what very little muscles <laughs> I had there. But I loved the physical therapy because everyone who was there at the physical therapy center was either really old or really messed up. Uh, messed <laughs> up and like they broke a whole arm. And so I felt very successful, but I feel like in a regular gym setting, that is not how I would feel. Like I, I would feel like I would be the, the weakest animal of the bunch for sure. I'm the one that's not gonna make it in Darwinism as it were. I actually think that you might enjoy a fitness class if they were all at your level, which I guess in this case is just like people who are disabled or, or, uh, <laughs> or really old. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like they were <laughs> decrepit people. So I felt so good about myself. I'm like, wow, look at me go against this 82 year old. <laughs> like it was weird, but I felt so successful. I totally get the benefit. I felt so yeah. good after. I'm a competitive person, but that's the only setting I can succeed in. Take that, grandma. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, Grandma. <laughs> Jesus. Or people who were real sports players who, who got in a horrible accident. For me, I stepped on some slightly elevated sidewalk, and that's why I was there. Yeah, exercise has been a funny journey for me, but I feel like it's been a constant journey or a long-time journey for you, right? Like, you've always been yeah. super fit. Well, I can't say that I've always been super fit, but growing up, I had... A very military upbringing but I never was really interested in the physical aspect or even the military in general my childhood was defined by just geeky interests like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z and also a rebellion to my father which entailed not caring about physical fitness not caring about anything masculine at all and just ignoring any overtures to that side of my life that was my rebellion I do remember one year, this was like, I think sophomore or junior year of high school, that my dad made me work out one summer. Like he made me lift weights in our own home and had me do some, I don't even know what the exercise is called. This is how much I didn't care, but it, it was curls, like bicep curls. <laughs> he was having me do some bicep curls and some basic weightlifting workouts. And I remember coming back to school that year and people were commenting on how good I looked but once school started like I dropped that like immediately and 
didn't even think about it. Yeah, you weren't into it. <laughs> no, you know. And then, but the next time that I had to think about it really was when I get into college and for my ROTC scholarship. When you're in the military, you do have to maintain a level of fitness. There's a minimum standard that you have to maintain. And that's when I had to get really into it. Because my scholarship was on the line, my dad had told me that if I did not get that scholarship, he wasn't willing to pay for anything else for my college. So it was either get this scholarship or start taking out loans. Because I was faced with this choice, I just was like, let me go ahead and just, you know, try to get as physically fit as I can. And actually my college years, I was probably the fittest I had ever been. I will say once I got into working out more or at least maintaining a physical fitness regimen, you do see the benefits of it. I feel better when I work out, even though I opened this episode with like, fuck working out. <laughs> I feel overall my general outlook, my general um, demeanor, I feel better. I feel a little bit more confident, but there's a certain level of discipline that's required as well. Cause God knows, like I fucking hate running. I fucking hate working out to the point of your muscles failing. Like it's the worst feeling in the world. And I also want to eat whatever the fuck I want to eat. The worst part about physical fitness for me is trying to keep up with a diet. Otherwise, you're missing out on the other half of the coin here, which is diet, which is one of the mm -hmm. most important parts of physical fitness. But if you put a pizza in front of me, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, I'm counting my calories today. Let me just have a bite of the crust or something. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, but isn't part of being physically fit or having a regular exercise routine that you have to counteract the energy that you're exerting with calories? Obviously, going to town on like candy or Funyuns, right? Definitely not equal to <laughs> the good carbs. But, but can't you also then eat whatever the heck you want if you're regularly exercising? Or is that a lie that they tell us on infomercials or in school <laughs> so very generally speaking if you are trying to lose weight if you burn 900 calories and you consume 900 calories you're not going to lose weight in order for you to lose weight you need to consume less than the amount of calories that you're burning right like you're working off the calories and you don't want to replace those calories you want to eat less than you're burning off so yeah, generally speaking, if you eat 900 calories and you keep everything the same, that's the status quo. That's exactly what you want. You want your body to just keep going. There's just so much more to it though. And that's where it starts getting a little complicated. There's these things called macronutrients. I think the three macronutrients are carbs, proteins, and fats. And you want to minimize the amount of fats that you're getting in. If you're lifting, you want to maximize the amount of protein that you get in. It starts getting into very mathematical things. I don't know if you knew this, but I actually did that for a little bit one year. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if I remember this. About four years ago, I was actively oh. logging every single thing that I was eating. And it's definitely a lot to get into. And for me personally, I do have a very active social calendar that does not involve eating in all the time. During normal times, I'd go out to restaurants or I'd go out to bars and I want to eat whatever I want to eat. I want to drink whatever I want to drink. And it's just hard to maintain tracking your nutrients, tracking your calories, and also try to maintain an active social life. When I go to a restaurant, I don't necessarily know how many calories are in a dish. So it just makes it really hard to be able to do that. Wait, so were you 
counting calories for weight loss? Because you never been overweight the entire time we've been friends and just yeah. a toot francis's own horn uh, francis <laughs> is uh, the most fit person i have ever met and i know in fact one time i remember we were sitting and watching a movie it was a scary movie and we were all <laughs> huddled on a couch together and something scary happened in the movie it was a rare moment in time in which i was physically touching francis because i was holding his arm because i was scared and he was a rare moment in that he was allowing that to happen and <laughs> didn't knock me away and so I'm holding Francis's arm and something scary happens and we both jump and so I feel Francis's arm contract from being scared and it was just all muscles so I'm surprised about the calorie thing but was it just for health reasons or was it weight loss because yeah you've always been the strongest person I know you can kick anyone's ass I'm telling you this and I guess I feel not hesitation like I don't know what the feeling is and I'm not trying to hide anything from you but I feel a little bit of trepidation about revealing this oh my god we're <laughs> revealing some truths on the podcast I love okay let's go the year that I was doing that I went and got a physical and at that time my weight kind of fluctuates between 145 and 150 and for me that's been very typical when I was younger, in my college age, I was around 140-ish. And so towards adulthood, I'd gain 5, 10 pounds. But knowing about the amount of exercise I do do, even at that time, I wasn't super concerned. I was still in the military. I was still actively working out. But when I went to the doctor, he measured me. He weighed me. And I think I was on 151 or something at that time. And he said that my BMI, my body mass index, put me just into overweight, just one number into overweight. And I sort of obsessed over that, really. I was just like, I can't believe that I'm at that point. Let me try to work out more. Let me try to do this and count my calories and figure out what I'm doing wrong. Because I had never thought of myself like that. But did that also count muscle weight? Because muscles weigh more mm -hmm. than fat. And so that's where Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example, would weigh like a crazy amount. Like he would be regarded as obese, but he's all muscle. So then he's not. So wasn't that the case for you? Or did they do yeah. the little pincer thingy? That's a good point. BMI isn't held up as the good way for measuring somebody's body fat content. It's a standard that is very much based on outdated concepts. I think like the standard is uh, actually more applied to white men and it, it, it really only applies to a certain body type. And so just the straight number of comparing your weight to your height is meaningless in terms of body fat and if you're overweight or obese. Got it, yeah. Yeah, and, and I knew that at the time because in the military, if you do reach a certain BMI, they do the pincer, the body fat measurement test where they pinch a part of your waist to see how much body fat is there. But for me personally, it was just a shock to the system. Like I had never been in that range before, even BMI wise. And I put a lot of emphasis on that, even though I knew in my logical mind that that didn't make any sense and that's where I just started obsessing over it a little I did put in a lot of for trying to learn more about BMI trying to learn about macronutrients and counting calories and I think the hard part about that lifestyle 
it's a lot to just take in and good on you for if you are the type of person that is interested in that kind of stuff it, it's certainly helpful but for me it wasn't conducive to my lifestyle i couldn't reconcile trying to do all of that trying to devote a lot of time into personal fitness and dieting between everything else that i wanted to do in terms of work in terms of hanging out with my friends in terms of going to see my family who at that time they didn't give a fuck about the kind of food that they were eating what is your current relationship then with exercise is it just a great practice and it helps you mentally or emotionally taking a break and just focusing on you and i always thought that was a lie just to trick people into exercising <laughs> but no the scientists and doctors are not lying it's true you dumb bitch i'm like why did it take 30 years or is there a health aspect or is it a combination of both what is your outlook now yeah, I think that I want to get back into my routine. After this year that we've had, I want to start feeling like I can have a normal life again and just get back into working out and feeling like I can start doing things and having things that are in, in, under my control. And I'll be honest with you, another aspect of it, maybe a little bit of the pandemic, maybe a little bit of just my own unresolved feelings over my BMI. But every time I step on that scale and I see the 150, I always think about that moment where the guy was like, yeah, you're a little overweight by the point. He didn't say it in malice, but I think about that a lot when I look at the scale. Oh, that's not fun. It's not a bad thing because I'm not changing my diet. I, that's, I refuse to, but a lot of people have it a lot worse than I do. And it's, it's a weird feeling, right? To be in that arbitrary standard and know that that standard exists right like people are measuring you against it whether you want to or not and feeling like you have to work really 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 hard in order to get there when i was at the peak of doing my working out and trying to diet i had only gotten down to 145 i just lost five pounds and that was what was the difference for me but it's hard to maintain that for me too because when you get older it's just not easy to continue to do that without uh, a hard look at your own life and so going back to your question about your relationship with exercise and diet i think i just really want to be able to get back into it and go back to feeling a sense of control over my life and even if i can't get back to 145 or 140 it's a matter of mental health at this point i think yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like that's where everyone's at, right? I, now that the vaccine rollout is uh, underway and things are opening up and we're all just uh, a little excited just to remember what things were like uh, before a sense of normality because it's been the weirdest time. It's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a hectic, yeah. <laughs> hectic year. It yeah. really has. So turning uh, the lens to you, I know you've been doing physical therapy since the start of the year. Do you want to get into a little bit of why you started doing that? Absolutely. So I've been working out since January of this year, and that's been really great. So my relationship with exercise going back before 2021, uh, 
all of Alana's life prior to 2021, my relationship with exercise was non-existent. I didn't play sports as a kid. I wasn't very interested. I'm a competitive person, but you put some sort of form of a ball in front of me and I just don't care. <laughs> I don't have a very high endurance, so I would get tired and then I would just get over it. I'm just like, this doesn't matter to me. Can I go home now? <laughs> Can I write fan fiction? Can I watch anime? I just was never into sports as a kid. My parents tried very hard. God bless them, but it wasn't for me. The only thing I have done really up until 2021 is that I go on walks. I go on a lot of walks. Pre-pandemic, I was walking at least two miles a day. And that was it. And every year I would go and see my doctor and he would say, oh, have you started doing exercise? Not because anything about my weight. I'm actually, I usually trend a, a little bit underweight. My doctor would just say, hey, might be good to do things other than walking, <laughs> you know, because it's just good for you. It's good to get the heart pumping. It's good to get your heartbeat up and just in the longevity of your life, it's better to exercise than to not exercise. And your yeah. mom before had a very specific way of thinking about women working out and she she pretty much didn't want you to get muscles so my mom has been working out for a long time she actually learned about working out back in the 70s her uncle was real big into fitness he was a, a personal trainer at a gym so in the 70s and 80s my mom learned all about the different ways that you work out but yeah i don't know about the muscle thing probably that sounds like my mother old world like kitchen with a view <laughs> that sounds like some shit that she would say i just can't recall it exactly <laughs> I, I guess we talked about this in some other conversation but i think that's one of the reasons why you never lifted anything in your life because i guess it was either a, a woman's job to not lift anything and it was a man's job but i always thought it was because of also you were a woman and you should not have a muscular figure and like you were saying like that's very much an old world mentality my parents had that very same mentality for my sisters actually and that's why i had to do a lot of the heavier lifting when it came to that sort of stuff not that my youngest sister alex adheres to that she's pretty much a bodybuilder now and if you look at her she is ripped but <laughs> that's something that they'd always tell her is like alex don't get any muscles. Muscles don't look good on a woman. And now you're r reminding me that, yeah, my mom would never let me go and lift heavy things. And so that is what I attribute to me being weak and bird-like is because I never had to lift anything. I grew up with three boys. And so all of my brothers always did all of the heavy lifting. And so my mom was just like, oh, don't lift that. Let the boys do that. There are things that men do. There are things that women do. I will say that my mom did tell me, Alana, now you're married, you have to be, stay in shape, you have to do X, Y, Z, and to keep the man interested, and blah, 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 and all this <laughs> totally old school mentality. I don't know how to describe it. Almost like stereotypes. Gender roles, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like we're meant huh. to be pretty and be slim or whatever. That's always in my mom, in the back of my mind. So my relationship has been pretty whatever, because I just walk and that was fine. And then my doctor just saying, hey, might be good to utilize some of those other muscles in there. Maybe you can lift things on your own instead of having to wait for a brother or a husband to do those things. Maybe you can actually help people move instead of just carrying out a couple pillows. Oh, my wingspan feels particularly large that day. Yes, like maybe I could do other things. I'm usually a very self-sufficient person. And so one would think that would inspire me in and of itself. But I guess my mom really got into 
into my head and was like, no, you don't ever have to do that. And I thought, okay, great. <laughs> love that. Love one aspect <laughs> of my life where I don't have to do things. But it would be good to do those things and to be self-sufficient. So 2020 comes around and it's very stressful. And towards the end of that year, I was very hell-bent on getting a therapist. I knew I needed some therapy. I was going crazy. And I had talked about it. Even on the radio show, you can hear me saying, I should probably go back to therapy. And it was really towards the end of 2020 where I was like, I need a therapist. Like, I'm researching therapists. I'm reaching out to people. Everyone is naturally incredibly busy. Everyone is getting back to me. And I'm losing my damn mind. Truly, I feel like I'm going crazy. After a while... I decide I, I have to change something like it's 2021 and there's so much going on and everything's terrible and January 6th had just happened and I thought I need to go and see uh, a personal trainer and so I started seeing a personal trainer it's actually Harley's personal trainer that he started seeing oh I forget when I guess sometime in September and it was around the same time that he went to see the doctor and he changed his diet and he started doing personal training. And yeah. so I just was like, oh, okay, I know that Harley sees this person. I'll just go and see this person. I just can't keep walking in circles and thinking that's going to make me feel better. <laughs> I remember the first session was an evaluation. Um, he had me do this fitness test, which is a nationwide fitness test. I forget what it's formally called. It's something like a standardized fitness scale kind of thing. One of the exercises, which I remember I was <laughs> describing to Francis that was making him laugh so hard, was he had me go and put one arm like bent behind my back and then the other arm is under my head and I'm trying to reach my two hands to hold each other. And he said, hold that position for, I don't know, 10 seconds. And um, my arms were sore from just <laughs> being in that position, I was like, oh, wow, this is so difficult. Uh, what is happening? <laughs> were you just stretching? Was that it? You were just stretching your triceps? I think that is what the experts would qualify this as, literally stretching, <laughs> like not lifting anything, just stretching. He had me go and put this long bar type thing. And he's like, oh yeah, put this against your back and then just lean forward. And then once you can't, leaner once your back goes away from the bar then stop and that was really difficult and he told me to stand on one foot and then the other one and that was hard and like just wait, like wait. basic things did, did you just say stand on one foot like keep one foot grounded and keep the other foot up or something like that I don't think he did. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I told the story about the sitting and the standing, but literally one of our first sessions was like, not doing squats. Let me have you sit down and stand up. So that was my level. I think the average person's score, he told me, was 14. And my score was 9. And so I had failed the fitness test. And he was like, okay, this is where we're starting from. This is good. This was to get a sense for him where we were starting at. And... Yeah, it's been a journey ever since. Now I do formal squats, but yeah. I still can't believe you can't stand on one foot. <laughs> I, have a, I have a hard time seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what we discovered at the end of the fitness test is that I lack mobility and stability. You said your stability is just not great. And that's probably why when you stepped on some slightly uneven sidewalk, you immediately fell. Like people have the stability to catch themselves and you just fell. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> That's why some people break their body doing actual exercise. And I uh, failed at walking one night and that was just it. I was done for <laughs> oh, two and a half months. Oh my months. God. Like, <laughs> so how, yeah, your how, girl had some trouble. How are things going now? Like how often do you go to see him and what kind of exercise are you guys doing now that you're six months into physical therapy? Oh, wait. Or uh, working out. Okay. I was just making sure because it sounds like physical therapy to me because like all you're doing is sitting up and standing, (laughs) sitting down and standing up. The basics are where we had to start before we got into the real working out shit. This guy actually works out of a physical therapy center and because of COVID, he only sees one person at a time. So then I don't feel embarrassed or weird about comparing myself to other people. And he's very understanding and very much like, I want you to tell me what you want to improve upon or things that hurt or things that are too hard. And I'm a very vocal person when it comes to that because I am weak, (laughs) which he says, you're not weak, you're just fatigued. And I'm like, thank you. I'm the strongest bitch alive. This is great. Um, And so, this standing up and sitting down is just too hard. I'm yes. so fatigued. <laughs> Seriously. And it's so funny, too, because Harley and I actually see him on the same day. So he'll see Harley first and then I'll work out with him afterwards. Harley is on a very different workout regimen because Harley is a a lot more in shape than I am. Even though he weighs a lot more, he is overweight. He's very muscular. He's always been very muscular. He used to do weightlifting in high school and work out with a personal trainer and even did competitive weightlifting. So I'll see him going with these big weights in this bar and then... My personal trainer will hand me like two 10 pound weights in both my hands. He's like, okay, I just want you to walk up and down in the little <laughs> workout center. And I said, you don't want me to lift? He's like, no, I just want you to walk. I want you to feel the weight and just get used to that. And then I was tired afterwards. Recently in a workout thing, he brings over a 15 pound weight and I go, what is that? And he said, okay, calm down. Don't worry. Uh, you're going to like this workout. And I said, okay, well, what am I doing? And he said, I just want you to hold it and then stand up on this stool and then step down. At one point I go, I can't do it. He's like, I don't want to hear I can't. Like, you have to at least try. I'm like, fine. It was really hard. I had to do it one step. I guess, how do you do a stand? Otherwise, I was like, I had to do it one foot at a time, but like, how do you do a step? (laughs) How big was the step? Like a normal stairs kind of step? Just like a few inches? Yeah, exactly. Like it's a stool. Like it's just a regular step. It wasn't a high stool or anything like that. He's just like, yep, I just want you to step, not jump up, not both legs at the same time. Just do one step. (laughs) Not lifting the weights either, like literally holding them at my side. And so then I said, this is too hard. And he's like, okay, you can do one weight at a time. And that helped. (laughs) So... (laughs) Alana, I'm, I'm a little shocked. Surely there must have been a time in your life where you had to carry something up the stairs, like 10 pounds, 15 pounds. No, but I never lift heavy things. You weren't even lifting it. You were had it to your side. Imagine if you were carrying a bag and you had to go up some stairs. Like, that's what that is, right? That's what you're replicating. Yeah, I would make Harley do it. Like, literally, (laughs) my whole life, I've always lived with men. And part of living with me means you do all the heavy lifting. And by heavy lifting, I mean everything that is seven pounds plus. 
honestly, even five pounds. I'm like, can you get this? Like Amazon packages. Harley Wiggle, can you go and bring it in? It's not that heavy. You can get it. I'm like, um, absolutely not. Like, I'll just touch it. Like, go to pick it up. I'm like, oh, no, it's really on there. Like, the ground. It's like cemented on there. It's like, oh, but it's only 10 pounds. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like uh, your problem, not mine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. And I told my personal trainer about it. He said, yeah, I definitely think that there's a a neurological block for sure. And that's actually a thing. Like you can have a neurological block to certain things. My whole life, basically just saying I'm too weak for this became my neurological block and made me just a weak little person. (laughs) And I guess that explains why you were so defensive when he came over with the 15 pound weights. You were just not ready. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And I did ask my personal trainer, can I still make Harley do all the heavy lifting? And he said, you can do whatever you want, but I feel like you'll be happier in the long run being able to carry things. I'm like, I guess you're right. Fine. We'll do it. (laughs) But it's very funny. So what is your goal for this then? Do you have a set goal for your time with your personal trainer? Are you going to say like, okay, by the end of this, I'm going to be able to carry 20 pounds up the stairs or something like that? Am I going to be able to oh sit God. up, sit, sit down and stand up a hundred times? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would like to be just a little bit stronger and self-sufficient because I am a self-sufficient lady and even though my mom has conditioned me to make all of the men in my life do the heavy lifting I would like to get out of that because sometimes Harley goes into the office and I don't currently so that means eight hours a day it's just me and the cat and the cat can't change out the water bottle or bring in um, something heavy from Amazon so like it would be nice to be the master of my own destiny but it's really just to get stronger at the basic basic level. And all of those Amazon packages that come in the middle of the day, anybody listening to this podcast now knows to just steal it off of your front porch because you're not going to be able to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be sitting there until 5 p.m. during the weekdays. Like, please make it a Saturday delivery because otherwise that is living there for the rest of the day. Um, Yeah, they pile up, Francis, and they get really heavy and I just can't bear it. And also my cat is 12 pounds. If it's to the point where I can't carry my cat, I mean, I just think there's a problem. I should be able to pick up my cat. If she gets to be 15 pounds and then I can't pick up my cat, like, what's going to happen? Well, you actually bring up a good point because you also want to have a kid at some point. You should be able to carry your kid when they're just 15 pounds. Oh, I've talked about this with my a personal trainer I said well what happens when we have kids and he said this is why it's great that you're getting into fitness now because kids they do get heavy and the thing with kids is that they're really small but they're incredibly dense and so I said oh my god what's gonna happen when I have kids can I just make Harley hold the baby the whole time and he said well that's why you're doing this I imagine so you can hold your kid not even just carrying the kid physically when the kid is born what about when you're pregnant because uh this is me being a little bit naive into pregnancy but I would assume that you're gonna need some level of strength once you get into your third trimester Otherwise, you're probably going to be bedridden for a while, Um, (laughs) (laughs) which I can't imagine that being the most ideal scenario for you. I think you would go fucking crazy. (laughs) 
Exactly. Yeah. And I think any doctor would say pregnant woman should be bedridden unless like there's other sorts of a physical ailment where you need to be bedridden. But otherwise they're like, no, you should be moving around. It's good for you to be mobile and active and to just not be in bed. And that is something that has come up between Harley and I. I said, Harley, what's going to happen when I get pregnant? He's like, oh God, I... (laughs) I can already hear the complaints. Like, it's it's going to be so hard for you. <laughs> like, I hope that it's great for you, but you're so weak. Like, you really need to get that in order. I don't know how you're going to survive. And the fact that me as a normal person, sometimes I can put things into perspective, but sometimes small and very insignificant things really piss me off. And he's like, I can't imagine when you have hormones that are actually making you crazy. Like, you're going to be a mess. So please get yourself in line get active and whatnot just for your own good for all of our goods because it's gonna be a fucking ride otherwise yes i have thought about that francis what if i just (laughs) succumb to the weight of my own body and i just (laughs) i give up like halfway through i'm just like you know what i'm gonna peace out till this kid comes like bye fucking funnel food into me and leave me alone (laughs) like oh i've already thought about that uh so is harley (laughs) and i know that you are not going to enjoy that you're like oh my god do you remember when your mom hurt her leg well and granted you were on the opposite side of that having to take care of your mom but you would essentially be your mom in that scenario and i think there's only so much patience harley has he's a chill dude but i think that would wear thin pretty pretty quickly I know. Oh my God. And if I'm dramatic now and I'm emotional now, I can't even imagine. It's crazy. And that's really what I'm interested in seeing as my character development, this new (laughs) subplot in my anime, uh, main character anime story. But uh, yeah, so that's really what I'm in it for. It's just so I can be a slightly more fit person. Not even fit, because I think I just am trying to become a regular person, like a fit person. (laughs) Like like, this would all be, this wouldn't even be part of the conversation. I just need to be a regular fucking person. (laughs) Regular people. Your bare minimum is just being able to do normal people stuff. <laughs> like being able exactly. to ca- carry 15 pounds up a set of stairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, I was like, I can't. And he's like, well, don't say I can't until you at least try. This is just stepping up. Like, not moving your arms. It's stepping up. Like, you're going to have to give me a try here. And I said, okay, it's only because I like you. And you're also paying him money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's doing wonders for me. I do ask him, like, oh, do you see improvements? He said, oh, absolutely. There are certain things that when we first started, you're doing more reps of them. I've been slowly increasing the weight of the weights that you're holding. I definitely see improvement. Lunges don't destroy me. Oh, my God. Lunges are so hard I hate them they were really hard in physical therapy they're really hard now but I'm able to do that he was noting like oh you're able to do those uh, with weights and all that so like before I couldn't even just do it as a single oh my god he gave me like a walking stick initially <laughs> when I was doing lunges he's like here's a walking stick because I would just fall over he would have to like 
What is the thing when you spec someone or something? Like he would have to walk up beside me when I first started doing lunges to make sure I wouldn't fall over because I would fall over <laughs> like doing a lunge. <laughs> um, just <laughs> down the workout center. And I was like, can I be done? He's like, let's, can you do it one more time? I'm like, okay, well, you're just going to have to follow me <laughs> and catch me, bitch. Um, he's very sweet and very patient, thank God, because I'm a very special case. Yeah, he says there's been a lot of improvement but I definitely think I'm not at regular people level yet and it's especially funny that some of the exercises are the same we'll do sometimes but with Harley there's added weight for everything like he'll do uh, clamshells like we will both do and there was one time I said oh I think it's so interesting Harley that he adds this a wraparound weight for Harley when he does clamshells but for me he doesn't add any weight or I don't get anything wrapped around my leg. I just do it. And I was like, oh, I wonder why that is. What's a clamshell? Oh, a clamshell is where you're laying on your side and you have your knees up 90 degrees and they're on top of each other. And you just raise the upper leg up in the air and then you raise it back down. And so you're working huh. out your hip flexors and your thigh. Yeah, um, your thighs. And so... Yeah, you just do that. I forget how many reps uh, we do, but it's just like lifting it up. And so for Harley, he'll wrap around this weight, but for me, I'll just do it. And then I realized as I was speaking, oh, it's because gravity is the weight for me. It is the weight of my own thigh that I am working against. <laughs> Attached. And Harley just started laughing his ass off. And he was just like, yeah, we're on different workout levels, honey. It's just going to be that way um, for a bit, you know? I it, Honestly, I don't think your goal is to ever be at Harley's level. It sounds like Harley's probably off operating at above normal people standards, you just need to be a normal person. I really do. Yeah, I just <laughs> need to do normal things. I need to not be sore when I stretch. Like Francis, he'll have me do stretches. And I'm like, wow, I'm like so sore. And he's like, yeah, that'll go away with time. Like, you should probably stretch every day. And I'm like, but it's hard. It's like, yeah, it needs to not be hard. Like, it's stretching her homegirl. Like, love you. I but know. Al Alana, I don't think your parents had a restriction on stretching. <laughs> No, for sure not. Like, my mom wasn't saying, don't stretch. That's a man's job. Like, no, I, the bare minimum is, like, stretching and not feeling it the next day, for sure. He actually told me, why don't you do that at home? Like, two to three times a week. I still have yet to do it. It's probably why I'm still behind. He's probably like, stop wasting my time, Alana, with these stretches and just do it at home so we don't have to do it at our sessions anymore. He even told me, when we're here, we can use the equipment, we can do these things that you can't do at home, because you live in a small apartment, so like, thank you, I'm here to help you however you want to be helped, but if you just want to stretch, like, we'll do it. <laughs> like, it truly, like, that has been a conversation, like, he oh my is God. so kind, he said it in the, the kindest, most politically correct way, which is why he is so good, I love him so much, but... Yeah, that's honestly nice of him because from a personal trainer standpoint, if I had you as a client and that was all you would be interested in, I'd be like, what's your freaking money? Like, <laughs> I'm here to help you. But if all you want to do is stretching, that's on you. Yeah, like if you want company while you stretch, like, OK, <laughs> give me your money. But we could also do other things, <laughs> Use this your equipment, like all this expensive equipment. The goal that I am going to set for you is I'm going to send you a present to your door 
and it's gonna be a great present but the only way that you can get it is if you can lift it through the threshold of your door without harley's help otherwise Seriously. you know you're not gonna you're not gonna see it you're not gonna be allowed to touch it um yeah we'll see you know what it's, it's gonna be something you get it's gonna be something you need to put into your office and it's gonna be heavy Francis. 15 pounds yeah Yep. Stop. You're not. You're joking. Well, how will you this, ensure this is my goal. that like I won't get Harley to do it? How will you ensure that? If if I know it uh, came from you and you'll be like, look, it, like do not you'll write on the package like Harley, do not touch. Only Alana must lift this. Like she must take it to the top of the mountain into her office and like no one else. Oh, the the worst part is that I recently moved and I booked professional movers for the first time in my life. Well, now I look at everything and I go, oh my God, but do we need movers? Like I look at everything now and I go, well, but wait, should we get movers wait, for this? And wait, it's like, wait, you are in the part of your like moving process right now where you're unpacking things. And so you're unpacking these boxes and you're asking yourself if you need movers to move the things that you're unpacking somewhere else. So, yeah, I've definitely thought about that. And then also, um, it, yeah, I mean, truly, like I everything that's in my office, I'm like, gosh, I really hope that this is meant for my office, because otherwise I don't know how I'm going to get it out of here. <laughs> like, can I book <laughs> movers for very specifically? Can you just move this from the downstairs to the upstairs? That seems like a waste <laughs> of their time. But like, do they do it? Is there a service where you can just book for like one-off situations and harley's I like i want to stop <laughs> like please stop i can do this or you can do this we can do this together um it's been an interesting journey in our marriage <laughs> my inability to hold weight past uh 10 pounds honestly like i think that um there is a service that exists like that if you look on task rabbit you can hire anybody to do any miscellaneous things that you want them to do really that's what i just i think i want to move my bed but i'm like scared because it's heavy would, probably would i ju would i judge you for doing something like that for trying to move your mattress up the stairs probably <laughs> I, I, oh, I I'm not even talking about moving my mattress up the stairs. I'm just saying moving it slightly because we don't have our nightstands yet, but I'm going to buy them. Alana, and also no. we have to adjust it slightly or else it's going to be off. So then you like, mean, what do we you do? You mean adjusting the placement of your bed in your room? You're not even having yeah, them like move it? Yeah, like moving it to the slightly red, to the right. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Is that, oh, is that crazy? <gasps> oh my God, it's, you're vaccinated. You're coming that's, over and you're doing it. <laughs> My, that's... which harley goes we can take off the mattress like you know it's not the whole thing i'm like yeah but isn't the frame heavy and he's like i don't think you understand how best work just like everything seems really heavy if it's like bigger than my wingspan like my arms it's heavy i i have no idea how you've survived these past 30 years i i knew that you were doing personal training and i knew you were easily fatigued as your personal trainer would put it but i just did not realize the extent in which you really do not move things at all in your life i'm a little yeah. flabbergasted like you <laughs> really aren't going to move your bed until you can get me over there <laughs> probably 
<laughs> Unless Harley convinces me he can do it. Or one of my brothers can come over. But yeah, otherwise, like, that's where it lives forever. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And I also have this thing. I think it goes back to my neurological blockage. But also, yeah. if things appear or... Literally, I do think I have a block where I'm like, oh, if it's wider than my arms or if it might be heavy, that I just automatically go, oh, it's heavy. Like our table, you remember my table and the little breakfast nook in my apartment. Yeah. It's not a big table. It's actually quite a small table. And I went in, I was like, oh, the movers are here. And it was the one thing in my kitchen I wanted to get out so that I could put my cat in there and whatever. It was a whole thing. And then I tried lifting. I'm like, oh, actually, um, can you get this? Francis, it's a tiny four by four shitty Ikea table. And I was just like, yeah, you're going to have to come in here. Can I get some help, please? <laughs> like, it's the one area of my life where I totally subject myself to not being self-sufficient. I love being in control, being a self-sufficient person. Can't yeah. do it with heavy things. Going to have to wait for you, Harley, brothers, dad, um, <laughs> my mom. Oh, my God. The amount of times I'm like, oh, mom, I can't help you. And she's been having back problems or she, like, hurt her back recently. And so she'll have to go and do it. I'm like, sorry, mom, you're stronger than me. <laughs> like, lifting the big 42-pound thing of water. I'm like, oh, sorry, mom, you're just, you're way stronger than I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> but she only has herself to blame for that. <laughs> That's true. Maybe that's why she's never given me shit about it. Like the one aspect of my life she doesn't give me shit about. I love my mother, but she does give me a lot of shit about a lot of things. But we love her first. Yeah. She just tells the truth. Oh, yeah. But that was, yeah, 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 she really did let it slide with me. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> if I were to get attacked, like, it'd be over. Right? Like, I can't run very fast. <laughs> and, I mean, and we know I'm not strong. <laughs> I mean, that's not untrue you pro it would probably be very easy to kidnap you <laughs> it would probably be yes <laughs> i'm like, not even sure that you imagine? would yeah i'm not like even if you wanted to fight back i'm not sure that you'd be strong enough to fight back like i'm pretty sure it'd be like very easy to just kidnap you <laughs> Yeah, no, like what sometimes I'll, you know, Harley and I will be playful or be like, oh, you know, silly or whatever. I'll give him like a playful punch. And to me, I'll feel like, oh, I punched him really hard, like by accident in the, you know, heat of the moment. Um, playfully, we don't, you know, obviously yeah. hit each other. Hit each other. But, yeah. um, but to me, it'll I'll, like the force of my hand will feel like it went really hard. And I'll go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he'll always laugh and he'll go that that was nothing, Alana. And, um, or sometimes I'll go and I'll react to something like, ow. And he's like, what? That was like, I will hurt myself more than I will hurt someone else if I like throw a real punch. Or, no, that must have been it. Like, Harley's like, oh, you know, I want to see what your punch is like. Like, punch me. And I'll punch him. And he's like, that was nothing. I'm like, ow, my hand hurts now. <laughs> like, fuck this. Or if You're I like... gave a really aggressive high five. Oh my god. <laughs> I am like, you're you're, you're like those break. cartoons. You're you know like those cartoons <laughs> where somebody like hits like like the smaller character hits like the the bigger character and he hurts himself. Yes. Yeah, you're exactly like that. You're the you're the personification of that. <laughs> I'm cartoonishly weak. Like give me a really aggressive high five and I'm like, "Ow, that hurts for the rest of the day." And it's a high five. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's crazy. I haven't. I'm like prime for the kidnapping. God, I hope no kidnappers hear this and like come find me. <laughs> Actually, try and come find me because if I'm with Francis or Harley, you're gonna get your ass beat. So you try me, bitch. I will just hide behind those guys. <laughs> I mean, we've but given Harley away a lot that. of we've we've given away a lot of details here. People know now between if any packages come on your doorstep between eight and five, they're gone. Like, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I would say gone. They're right they're, they're, ripe, they're ripe for the picking. <laughs> exactly. I know. You, <laughs> Harley's like Alana. Like, what would happen if you were ever anywhere? alone and I wasn't here I'm like I think I would just die like before <laughs> anyone would kidnap me or shoot me like I think I would just die from like oh this is it I'm done like I might as well just die from shock or fear like uh, I just, you know it's over my, my first thing was like maybe you should just get a gun but you know the the oh. recoil <laughs> the recoil Dude, from you yes. trying to fire a gun would probably hurt you more than it hurt the <laughs> The attacker. It really would. <laughs> yes. And if you look at my Fortnite uh, record, I probably wouldn't hit them. And yeah, guns, like <laughs> I went to this one camp where we shot guns and I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like the force is really hard. So no, thank you. <laughs> and also they're really loud. I don't like that. It hurts my ears. Like I'm, <laughs> how am I not so... that character born with glass bones and paper skin? Like I'm literally that <laughs> as a human being. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you 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 couldn't even protect yourself, Alana. <laughs> really couldn't. If a sidewalk could fracture my ankle, like I think, it's pretty easy. Minimal effort would be needed to like destroy me. <laughs> you know, you do have one superpower though, and it's writing great fan fiction and having a great radio voice. So, there you go. Thank you, Francis. I don't, I'm not sure how it'll help me if I ever got kidnapped or attacked in any way, but I guess we're all just grateful that I go to bed at 9 p.m. and you will never see me anywhere by myself because probably I have someone carrying my purse because my purse is so heavy. So yeah, I'm out there with like my dad or my brothers or Harley carrying my purse and everything I've ever brought anywhere, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Well, I guess this is the start of a new subplot for us, uh, working out in our journey into working out. You know, 2021 is just the year of all these different subplots. I know we alluded to it earlier. We've got your housing journey to fully explore this year, which we haven't started yet, but audience, it's coming. And now we've got just us evolving as people to include physical fitness. So... I'm pretty excited for this. I mean, this is just us going back to normal, though. Wouldn't you say, like, this is just us being able to get back to the way we were before pandemic. So this is a yeah interesting step for us, I think. Yeah, I think we've always been focused on growing as people. And there was just a little bit of a setback because of pandemic, because we were just confined to our homes. But yeah, now that we're getting back out into the world and we can explore these new subplots and this new direction for character development, I'm very excited. So what are the benchmarks of, of success? Like, should we check back in in six months and see if I can carry a 15, nay, a 20 pound weight? Do you have the fitness test somewhere that we can do maybe for our first live episode is just record your, your results? <gasps> That's a really great idea. I think he keeps a record of everything. Like he has all the notes of how I failed or what my score is. I bet I could get those notes and then also comparatively look at the new notes and we could go through together. 
That'll be everything. Yeah. Let's do it. This will be our first podcast together live in person. And it'll be seeing how close to a normal person you are. I'm, I'm amped for this I'm one. I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like so many people will be excited. Like Harley and my brothers and just everyone who's like, bitch, take in your own Amazon packages, okay? Like, come <laughs> on. So, yeah, I'm very jazzed about this new journey. And I love that idea. I'm going to email him actually today and go, hey... I'm going to need those digital copies of those notes because I have an idea. (laughs) Oh, God, that'll be great. That's it for our show, folks. I'm Francis. And I'm Alana. And you can find us on Instagram at hqaf.productions. We post every other week. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And until next time, the The best best ship to sail on is friendship. friendship.